Welcome back. The Bill Michaels Show on the network. Welcoming in everybody on this uh, this beautiful day today. Stunning outside. Stunning. Here you go. If you're on the live stream, there it is. Got to say thanks to our buddy Dan from uh, Road America. I have been searching for a long time for a way to extend the cameras uh, here in the house and, say, even get them outside. And uh, the same thing when we're on the road because we try to put cameras further out so we can give you better views and visuals on the live stream when we do the show. And uh, I have not been able to figure it out. Dan uh, said, oh, no, yeah, no problem. Here you go. This is what you do. This is what you order. And boom, got it for us. So uh, the camera that you're witnessing now is outside. It's actually on the balcony of the place uh, right outside the new studio. So nice. And that is where we'll, where I will be perched later this evening in the, the chair that is right there off to the right-hand side. And I will be uh, kicking my feet up. Watching a game on the uh, television inside the Tiki Bar and eating something tonight. Ah, oh, can't wait. Can't wait. Looking forward to it. Um, 877-867-1670. Coming up here in about 15 minutes, we're going to talk with Aaron. Well, not even that. About uh, 10 minutes. Going to talk with Aaron Sims, voice of the Milwaukee Admirals. And Aaron's going to break down the uh, Western Conference Finals. Admirals got a win in Texas. They have advanced to the uh, Western Conference Finals. And so excited for them. Um, it's been a while. Uh, last time they were this far, I think, we, I think he posted something about 2006. So it's been a while, but excited for the Admirals, excited for hockey. And uh, I know there's a lot of people in this area that you have your affiliations, whether it's the Blackhawks or the Red Wings or the St. Louis Blues or the Minnesota Wild or whatever it happens to be in the area, Detroit Red Wings. Uh, but uh, there are a lot of hockey fans uh, here in the state of Wisconsin, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk a little bit about that. 877-867-1670. That's coming up here in just a little bit. John writes, uh, yes, the Brewers are in big trouble because they overplayed early on this season. They're going to fall back down to earth, and once everybody realizes this team is not that good, they're going to become sellers at the trade deadline. I hope they get enough for Corbin Burns because we all know they're not going to sign him because Mark will never live up to his mission statement of putting a competitive team on the field that's seriously going to compete for a World Series and not just to win the division. But, John, don't you have to win the division first? I mean, I... You know, and again, I don't want to get too deep into this because we've been down this road and people tend to point the finger at Mark Antanasio uh, a lot. And yes, as of late, uh, there has been this level of, you know, spoken hypocrisy. Okay, I, I, I completely get it. I understand that. But for the most part, as Brewers fans, can't we say that this team has been competitive? This team has had the horses to be able to win. They fell short via one game and some injuries against Washington. They fell short one game against the Dodgers. The offense just got completely shut down. I mean, that was when Christian Yelich was tearing the cover off the ball, and he didn't do diddly in the postseason. This team has had some really good teams. They just, and good pitching, they just haven't been able to consistently put it all together in the postseason. They haven't been able to get over that hump. Uh, and until you do, you haven't. I, I mean, you know, it's as simple as that. Uh, there, People talk about this postseason experience and what they need. It's like, look, you can't have experience unless you get there, and then you can build upon it. I I, I got to admit, I was watching the Brewers, was it yesterday? Yesterday, I think. I was watching a game yesterday. I was watching all the pregame stuff. Now, let me preface this because I don't want this to be taken the wrong way, Okay. 
I understand the love for everybody on that 1982 team, for Storm and Gorman and for Cecil Cooper, for Gal, for Molly, for Gantner, for everybody that was on that team. Okay, I 100%. That team has been basically, as far as anything with you know success, has carried the franchise for a long time, the memory of that. Okay, there's been tributes to it. There's throwback jerseys committed to it. There's anything and everything we've ever talked about revolving around 82 because that's the only reference point for a World Series this franchise has ever known, short of back when they were the Braves, and they won back in the late 50s before moving to Atlanta. So let me say I, 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 lo- I, I love talking to those guys. I love experiencing stuff. We've, been, we've, we've all you know, kind of deciphered the stories. We've all lived. We've laughed. We've learned. It's great, okay? But damn, can we just stop? And I, it, it's not like this anti-82 mentality. It's like if that's your reference point for success on the consistent, you don't have much. It's yesterday there's this. We're going to talk with Ryan Braun. We're going to talk with Prince Fielder. We're going to talk with Jonathan Lucroy and revisit the 82 World Series. Again? How many times are you going to revisit the 82 series, for God's sakes? How many times are you going to revisit the team? Look, I'm sure the team loves living in the the specter of a godlike status when it comes to baseball fans in the state of Wisconsin. But come on. Come on, man. At some point, you got to look at, at, at the owner. You got to look at the players. You got you got to say, you got to make your own history. You got you got to you got to at some point what what owner wants to be known as the guy that had a team for umpteen years only to get to an NLCS and, and never make it to a World Series. I guess you could talk about the the Cubs in their 108-year run. I, I guess we can get into that discussion. But damn, you know, at some point you got to win. You got to win. Flatsmack says uh, 82 Brewers are better than 90% of the teams that won a World Series. I'd agree with that, but they didn't win. I'd agree with that. There's a lot of teams that are really good teams that haven't won the championship. You put it all together and you fell short, but the bottom line is you fell short and you didn't win. 100% agree. But in the biggest moments with the light, brightest of lights, when you needed that clutch hit that you got all season long and it didn't come, it didn't come. You got beat. And it's not like you get beat in one game. It's not like a, a football game where you turn the ball over twice uncharacteristically and you're like, oh, my God, we made two mistakes and we lost the championship. This is a seven-game series, right? Seven-game series. Seven games to prove yourself. Win four out of seven. I mean, that, that's a big litmus test. Usually over seven games, unless, of course, you have a decimation of injuries, say, to your starting staff. Unless you have that, seven-game series, pretty good litmus test as to who's the better team. And it's not that I'm anti-82 because I'm not. It's just, God, I am. I, I don't know about you, but as a fan, I'm desperate for, for something in the here and the now. You know, it's the the Bucks had their runs in the early 2000s, and you kind of lived off of that a little bit, but you still honored that that team back in the early 70s and 71 when they won the championship, but you didn't keep going back to it to keep bringing them back and bringing them back and bringing them back. In the decades you did, but, man, it's just like, Wow, at what point do you just finally say, you know, holy mackerel? 
You know, yes, uh, Nick, a healthy Raleigh Fingers, might you, you might have been over the top. Absolutely. Brewers could have been over the top with that. You know? And Flat Smack, you're right. That team had five Hall of Famers on it. Five Hall of Famers. Love the team. Love the guys. Love whenever you get a chance. You go to spring training. They're all down there. You get a chance to talk to everybody. It's fun. It's a good time. But to keep going back, it's like, you know, come on, man. It, in, in other words, you, you don't have an owner that's won anything. You don't, you know, you, you, you haven't done much since then. Come on. Come on. 877-867-1670. Am I wrong here, Ben? No, I don't think so. Uh, I will say you do have Paige Sporanic bobblehead night coming up in a couple weeks. <laughs> They're finding new slants. <laughs> Leave it to you to bring it back to the Paige Sporanic bobblehead night. <laughs> Star hey, Wars did you night see, was ahead. Uh, speaking of that, did you see that, uh, and I don't know what her name is, I, I have to go back and look, uh, that a Paige Sporanic spinoff, uh, some other girl is now doing the Paige Sporanic stuff. Uh, yeah, there are many and, doing it yeah. quite well. And apparently she uh, she has the the larger assets than what Paige Sporanic <laughs> does, according to uh, the Twitter followers that are going crazy. Right, according to the Twitter is. followers, not reported yeah. by us. Not reported by We're us. We're just yes, going off information that we have... I get the uh, I get every day I get a highlight of Twitter. It comes across my feed, and um, what was the highlight of Twitter? And every now and then, between Twitter and Instagram, I'll get the Paige Sporanic stuff. She'll do something, she'll drop a swimsuit or something, whatever you know. And uh, in the the headline, it might have been Saturday, was uh, the Paige Sporanic, whatever they called her, this new girl. Yeah, she's uh, yeah. She's she's spinning off the Paige Sporanic stuff, and she's out. She was in the this skirt with, like, up her butt booty shorts underneath. And she was wearing a neon pink, like, tank top, but it was a button-up tank top, and the tank was two buttons down. And I have no idea how she closed her arms together to be able to get her swing together. She had a beautiful swing. Oh, and sure. I, I, I don't know how many takes it was, but uh, she uh, she put one right down the middle of the fairway and onto the green. But uh, but yeah, the right. Pace Brannick wannabe blonde uh, ponytail visor, you know the whole thing. Yeah, she's about six months away from being honored by the Brewers. <laughs> That's exciting. <laughs> uh, I need to get oh. back to the. I need to go to Paige Brannick bobblehead night. Uh, the, <laughs> Jeff says, are we sure it's a bobblehead? <laughs> hey now, hey now, we're a, we're a semi family rated show. <laughs> a point. Yes. Oh, goodness. The thing uh, is, I would say, yeah, my bad for bringing up Paige Sporanic, but the Brewers have a freaking bobblehead night for her. I know. Well, I think that's in conjunction with the top golf thing, isn't it? It, it is, which is yeah. I, it's ridiculous in its own. Which right, is ridiculous. Well, yes, I agree with that. Which is ridiculous in its own right. I, I will I will go along with you on that. So. My official statement on the matter is: yes, you would you would like the old Brewers team to not be the one thing that everyone goes back to. You would like them to mm -hmm. create a new memory in that way, but. I would rather them do a bobblehead for the bat boy of that team than for Paige Sporanic. 
That is my statement. Uh, yeah, I would go with uh, Bobblehead uh, Bad Boy Night. There you go. That's not a bad way to go. Pay tribute to all the uh, the, uh, the bad boys and bad girls that have been down there. I'd, I'd go with that. Put them, uh, put them, cast them in the uh, the plaster, the ceramic that is. I, you know, I want to honor bullpen catchers. To be honest, here, here's here's what I would do. I would put bobble food, your best bobble food, like a bobble hot dog, bobble rot, but like just bobble beer. You just got Milwaukee Brewers, you know, beer, and it's just a beer mug, and it's just you you hit it, and it's just the beer bounces around on your desk. I, I'd go for that. I'd do that in a heartbeat. Just give me bobble. Anything else you can think of, you know? Stan, the beer man who works right there in Section 117 behind home plate. Give me a Stan, the beer man night. Stan worked for the Brewers. I don't know how many years. He's been hawking beer down there forever. Give me a Stan, the man. Stan, the man, bobblehead night. He's got, in the bobblehead, he's got, you know, the neon shirt on. He's got the case of beer in his head. He's got one beer in his hand. I'd do that in a heartbeat. Give me that. Give me the Stan, the man, beer head, uh, bobble beer head night. Oh, that guy's done more for the Brewers than Paige Sporanek ever has. That's Absolutely. Like, He's raised more money for this team and franchise. Oh, Absolutely. Gosh. Giving happiness to the people. Are you yeah. kidding? I'd do that in a heartbeat. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step out. When we come back, it's time to talk some championship hockey. Uh, they are in the Western Conference Finals. After the win over Texas, the Admirals kicking ass. We're going to talk some NHL hockey as well. Got to get to that. Stay tuned. A whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. This portion of the program brought to you by the ICHC Irish Cultural Heritage Center right there in West Wisconsin Avenue, whether it's weddings, meeting space, you name it. Uh, Corey Webster and the group, uh, it's a nonprofit. So if you're looking for a place to go and, and relatively inexpensive, it's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful venue. And all you got to do is call them 414-345-8800, 414-345-8800, or go to ICHC.net. That is ICHC.net. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. conference finals and if you want to get some tickets coming up on thursday uh they're going to be uh, back on the ice uh, go to milwaukeeadmirals.com that's milwaukeeadmirals.com postseason hockey at its finest joining us now on the hotline their guy the voice of the admirals uh, mr excitement uh because it was an exciting game to listen to that is our guy aaron sims aaron how you doing pal Bill, things are great. Could not be better after uh, the way this last two series have gone. Fan- just fantastic. Um, so let's let's first and foremost talk about the team. And they they win at home. They split at home. They lose a couple down there. You kind of start to bite your nails a little bit. But, boy, you talk about resilience. And then again, you get four goals in the first period, and life seems to be a little bit better when you got that cushion, doesn't it? Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Uh, you get the first one, you're feeling good. The second one, you're feeling a little bit better. And then, okay, now you get a power play goal. And if you can get a timely goal this time around with about eight minutes to go in the first period, uh, then you're feeling really good. And then the fourth one comes with under a minute to go in the first period. Yeah, you you go to that intermission saying, okay, we're, we're in good shape. That being said, 
uh, back in January. The Admirals had a 4-1 lead in that building and ended up losing in regulation 5-4 to Texas. So that's a team that can rush you and uh, and take away any good feelings very quickly. So uh, the Admirals played it smart and uh, came away with a big series win and moving on to the finals, conference finals for the first time in 17 years. I was going to say, you posted the statistic earlier today when you started to look at the roster and such, and I saw that tweet, and it's the first time in 16 years since 2006, correct? Right, right, yeah. The May 9th of 06 was the last time, and yeah, and that roster had, uh, you know, you wonder why you pay attention to minor league teams and things like that, and you look at that roster, and that had uh, the two best players in Nashville Predators history on it, playing for Milwaukee, Shea Weber and Pecorine. It also had several guys that competed in the NHL for a long time, Stanley Cup champs like Sheldon Brookbank and, and Rich Peverly. So, yeah, it was, there was a lot of great names on that list. But it has been, I mean, again, it might, that was my first year calling games, 05, 06. It's like, man, this is easy. This is going to be no sweat. And we haven't been out of the second round since then. So, yeah, it, this, is, uh, this is extra special for a lot of people inside that Admiral's office right now. Not, not only the players and the coaches, but certainly the, the front office staff. So let's talk about coming up on Thursday night. Uh, give us uh, give us your take on this Western Conference Finals. You know what? I can't give you much. Uh, we haven't seen Coachella Valley. They're a new team. I know they have uh, former Admiral Matt Tennyson on defense. Um, I'm told that they play a lot like Texas. So that if that's the case, they'll bang down low. They have good speed as a team. They'll roll four lines. Uh, their defensemen are active, but they'll shoot from the blue line. Uh, they're goaltending. They have a couple of guys that are that are back and forth in the NHL. Uh, haven't gotten the full time shot yet, but uh, but they're really close. And Chris Drieger and uh, Joey Decord. Decord has been magnificent in this postseason run for Coachella Valley. I suspect he'll continue to be in goal. Um, you know, this is an expansion team. Basically, it's their first year uh, in the American Hockey League. They're the affiliate of the Seattle Kraken. The Kraken just finished their second season, so it's an interesting team. They do have a guy named Andrew Podorowski, who's won the last two championships in the American Hockey League, first with with uh, Charlotte in 19 and then two years off because of COVID. And then last year with Chicago, he was the main cog in that offensive juggernaut they had for the Wolves. Podorowski had been hurt a good chunk of the season. He's back for the postseason. Uh, they have a player, Ty Cartier, who was the, the league uh, rookie of the year. He also played games in the postseason with Seattle and, and performed well. So, uh, you know, you get to this point, though, you get four teams. Uh, it's going to be a challenge. It's the first time, though, since 97 that the league does not have a division champion, a regular season division champion in the final four. So it, it shows, you know, I'm going to use an NFL word here. It shows the parity of this league and getting hot at the right time and getting the right people in the lineup at the right time. And Milwaukee uh, has certainly been a benefactor of that in that case. When, it ta- when you talk about winning hockey, it usually begins and ends with goal play. So let's talk about the goal play right now uh, for the Milwaukee Admirals and the strength because after getting a set, you know, kind of handed that 4 nothing lead, only giving up yeah. two yesterday to kind of keep things distant was really, really nice. That was huge, and, and it was his best game of the, of the playoffs. There's no doubt about that. Yaroslav Skarov is a 20-year-old rookie out of Russia, his first year in North America. He stopped 37 shots last night, 28 of 30 in the last two when Texas really rushed in the last two periods. Got desperate and, and put everything they could toward the goal. And uh, Yaro shined. He had been okay in the playoffs, but nothing great. He hadn't stolen any wins. Um, the team around him had done a good job. Uh, Yaro was was all right. He made the, most of the saves that he was supposed to make, but 
but really that was about it. But last night he, he took it to another level, and that was great to see. And, um, you know, it, it, it's a very important position. Uh, there's no doubt. I, I think it's the most important position in team sports. You can win uh, with uh, – with a, a B a B quarterback, you can't win with a B goaltender. That being said, or a B performing goaltender. That being said, um, if I look at the NHL real quick, or uh, Aiden Hill is a guy who has bounced around to so many teams, and now he's winning games for Vegas in the postseason. So yeah. um, that might throw that might throw my whole theory out the window right now uh, with eight, what Aiden Hill is doing. But on the other side, and again going to the NHL in Florida, you have the most expensive goaltender playing like he should be paid exactly the money he's being paid. So, um, yeah, somewhere in the middle, there's the truth. I'm not sure exactly where it is right now, though. Yeah, I, you know, let, let's talk first and foremost. I want to go back to the double overtime loss the other night and yeah. the fact that you, you got to bounce back from that, but you know that you're coming into a do-or-die game after losing a double overtime match that those things can be heartbreaking. We saw the other yeah. night, you know, Florida goes four. It was 12 seconds into the fourth overtime. But you can see what kind of devastation that can incur on the opponent. Not only is it tough to lose, but you lose on the road and then got to come back and win on the road. So talk about the resilience coming out of the double overtime loss the other night to get the win yesterday and what that kind of what, what the medal is on this team right now. Well, it's really good. And and the Admirals, if you were to take that series as a whole, the Admirals were the better team for there was, well, take out the overtime periods for, for 15 periods and, and throw in the overtime period, 17 periods. The Admirals were the better team, probably 13 of those periods. So the Admirals felt fine. Uh, they had also gone through two elimination games in the first round this season alone. Um, under Carl Taylor, since he took over as the head coach in 18, Milwaukee is now 7-2 and two in elimination games under Carl Taylor. Uh, Carl just has a, a thing about him. Like, you guys, it, this is what we play for. He doesn't put too much on it. They, you know, he doesn't need to be chirping and yelling at them. These guys know exactly what's on the line. They've, they, and they all live for it, right? Like, you know, bottom of the nine, two outs, bases loaded, down by three. I'm going to come up and hit the grand slam. And that's, you know, that's kind of the mentality that not only the Admirals, but the Stars players, for that matter, took. Um, the Admiral's just able to get the, the breaks early and, and hang on. But it, it, the funny thing is, Bill, like I don't see any panic or any anything like that with these guys. It's a young group, and, and maybe they're just naive and they don't know any better. But, but you know, the, the, the fingernail crunching and all of that stuff, that's certainly going on in the, in the press box uh, through the games. But, but these guys have been cool all season long and, and have won games and come back in, in third periods and, um, it's, it's a special group, and I had a hard time believing that last night was going to be the end just because being around these guys, I'm sure Texas said the same thing, but just being around these guys and, and seeing what they've done together and seeing how much they enjoy working together, um, I, I think it was they got their just desserts last night. I, this is, they were the better team in the series, and now they'll get a chance to go for the championship. First, they've got to get through Coachella Valley. Real quick before I let you go, uh, you're talking about the NHL. You've got the Golden Knights up two games to nothing. You got Florida up two games to nothing over Carolina. Uh, are we just uh, should we just almost put it to the to the point where it's going to chalk it up and say it's going to be the Golden Knights and, and the Florida Panthers going against one another in the NHL Stanley Cup Finals? You know what, Bill? Like I, I, I've seen a lot of tweets lately about has anybody ever done in sports what the Miami Heat are doing? And I'm like, yeah, the team that's in their same area, <laughs> like the Florida yeah. Panthers. You know disposed of boston they were down 3-1 in that series and they you know the last time i was on i still can't believe that uh, that was amazing no right exactly that's that's my point um but you know like 
the best players. I, I I go back to this Charles Barkley quote all the time. You know, during the during the regular season, the best players have to get everybody involved. During the postseason, the best players need to be selfish and take over. A guy like Kachuk for Florida, that's what he's doing. He's been incredible. Like he's he's Butch Goring in 1981 for the Islanders. It, it's been amazing. And like I said, Bobrovsky, uh, he's a two-time Vesna winner. He gets paid all this money, and everybody thinks he's a bust because the team didn't get through and all of this uh, the last few years. And now he's stopping 93% of the shots he's faced. He's 9-2 and two in the postseason. He's been terrific. Um, you know, don't Carolina's an awfully good team. Don't get me wrong, and they certainly can come back. But Florida, the way they've won and the way they got through uh, Boston specifically – um, I have a hard time thinking that Florida isn't a team of destiny. And then on the other side, like Vegas has always been a good team. And, and if, if they're hanging around, um, they're going to be in good shape. And that's what they were able to do yesterday. Dallas should have put them away. Vegas wasn't playing their best game. Um, Vegas hung around. They got the late goal, and then they got the overtime winner. I mean, they're just pros over there. They've always been pros. Uh, you know, that's a team that in its first year of existence made it to the final. So uh, it's been a special group in their five years of existence, and it continues to be out there uh, playing for a great coach in Butch Cassidy. So real quick now, do, are you coming home and then going back out no. to California? Or are you no. guys going straight so, to California? Yeah, the, 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 the flights are such that, yeah, it, it, it's interesting, right? Like our travel guy is a guy named Ryan Costello who's been uh, – he, I can't imagine there's a better guy doing this. And, um, so we don't fly a charter. So this morning we had three different flights out of Austin. A group of 10 of us came on the first flight. The second group had like 15 guys, and the third group had another 15, uh, all meeting at Love Field in Dallas. We'll all get on a plane here in about an hour and head to uh, Palm Springs together. Um, tomorrow I think there's a light practice or a workout. You play on a Thursday night here uh, at 9 o'clock Central Time, Thursday in Palm Springs, I should say, Saturday in Palm Springs, and then back in Milwaukee on Memorial Day at 6 p.m. at Panther Arena for Games 3. Game 4 is the Thursday, and Game 5 would be the Saturday if necessary. So, yeah, three three games are on the schedule for the Admirals uh, beginning on Memorial Day, and, uh, boy, we're looking forward to it. Like, the building has been great. The fans have been great. We've had great watch parties around town. Um, this has been it's been a lot of fun. It's been eye-opening, and it's it's just been rejuvenating for a lot of us that, you know, the, the team is winning and, and people are excited. It's been wonderful. Yeah, you guys. Uh, so Thursday night at uh, Palm Desert, uh, California, then uh, Saturday night, Palm Desert, back home on Monday, uh, the 29th at UW Pantherina. And all you're doing at this point in time is just hoping you steal one out there, right? That's, yeah, that's the, the goal, right? Take, take away the home ice advantage. So win one here and, and see how it goes. And if you win one, why not win another? Um, yeah. You know, this, this group is... Uh, it, it's hard to win back-to-back games, um, and this this group is, is you know you you use the word medal. I mean they they just have this medal about them. You know Zach Sanford is a player on this team. He won a Stanley Cup in 2019 with St. Louis. Like there there are winners on this team. Guys who have won championships before. Those guys help the cause. And uh, and I think you know the further you get, the more invested everybody gets, and the more interested everybody gets, and the more everybody starts to believe and. Um, this is going to be awfully fun. It's already been a heck of a ride. Uh, getting through last night was a blast, and we're looking forward to more here. Aaron, best of luck. Tell Wojo to give me a call because I've been bugging the hell out of him. Also, best of luck to Greeny <laughs> and Harris and everybody else. But, man, what a ride, buddy. What a ride. Thanks a lot so much, Bill. And thanks for all the love you guys give to the Admirals. We really appreciate it, Bill. Thank you. Absolutely, pal. There you go. Aaron Sims, voice of the Milwaukee Admirals, and they play Thursday and then Saturday 
out in California, and then they come back home on Memorial Day next Monday, and they play at the UW Panther Arena. And if they can steal one of those two games on the road, uh, man, the home ice could be huge for the Admirals. So go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. That's MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. Get yourself some tickets and get down there. And, it, uh, man, it's uh, I love postseason hockey, but getting so close right now, so close to possibly – and AHL finals would be absolutely fantastic. And he's right. There's watch parties all over town. Uh, the big one is always down at Stenny's, uh, which is not only a sports bar, but a tremendous hockey bar. Stenny's second in National Walkers Point. Big watch party coming up on Thursday night for the Milwaukee Admirals Game 1 of the Western Conference Finals going to be going on. And if you want to catch all the action, catch the Brewers game, catch the NHL game, catch the NBA games, all of that stuff, go to Stenny's second in National Walkers Point. And coming soon to Lake Country, uh, Pewaukee, as a matter of fact, uh, on a Watertown Road when they get that up and running as well. Stay tuned. We've got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. to uh, get in on the IGOG Sea-Doo Spark Personal Watercraft Sweepstakes over with our friends at Quick Trip. Uh, time running out. The end of the month is when they're going to give these things away. So get into Quick Trip. And if you're going like, damn, I lost my glasses. Sunglasses, you're going to get the iGogs and uh, do it with your uh, Quick Rewards card, and you're good to go. You're automatically registered to win a pair, not one, but two, 2023 Sea-Doo Spark Personal Watercraft from our friends over there at iGogs and uh, Sea-Doo and Quick Trip and such. So get in and get registered. And uh, even if you don't need the iGogs, you can still go to the app and get registered as well. So I highly recommend doing that. But don't forget, while you're there, they have the Kitchen Craving Sub Sandwiches. They've got the half gallon of Nature's Touch Orange Juice, which I love. It's fantastic. Uh, they've got cinnamon rolls, and they've got the corn dogs, and they've got the chicken, and there's just so much good at Quick Trip. I could just go on and on and on. Quick Trip, can't, can't live without them. Can't live without, I mean, you can live, but your quality of life's nowhere near as good. Let's be honest, without our friends from Quick Trip. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. So the power rankings, way too early, are out via ESPN now. Now, remember, we did them via uh, Yahoo uh, uh, about a week ago. But uh, the power rankings for the NFL are out and where does everybody rank? Where does everybody rank? The Chiefs, number one overall. Um, you know, come on. Uh, let's be honest. Uh, the Chiefs deserve it. So you've got that. You've got uh, coming in number two, the Eagles, possibly to the Super Bowl. Possibly to the Super Bowl. You can go in that direction. Uh, you've got tight races all throughout the NFC uh, South, the NFC North. We all know that. Uh, the... Uh, the closing, if you will, the Lions, by the way, 43% favorites to win the division. The Lions, 43% favorites via the uh, ESPN statistics to win the division. Although Minnesota won the division uh, the la- uh, last season with 13 wins, the Lions missed the playoffs with nine. And they say there's evidence to, that Detroit was and is the better team. Uh, had a higher point differential, plus 26, than Minnesota, which was minus three last year. And the Lions ranked fourth in EPA uh, per play. Uh, on offense, Minnesota was 15th. The Vikings were 29% shot to win the division. 
with the Chicago Bears being 16, the Packers, the Packers only 12% shot at winning the division. How about that? If you had to pick the division right now, I've said all along, until Minnesota gets knocked off, it's Minnesota's to lose. I think Minnesota has enough offensive firepower to be able to keep up. It's whether or not they short up their defense. I think overall, team-wise, metal-wise, I could probably go in the direction uh, of Detroit. And then I thought, you know what? Uh, Green Bay still with veterans at a lot of different positions and, and kind of coming up through the ranks together is the new tight ends and the new wide receivers. Uh, but other than that, you've got a pretty good veteran-laden team. It's whether or not the defense is going to perform well enough to really kind of sustain. So I kind of picked them third. And then the Bears, I don't know what the hell's going on with the Bears. And I thought, well, the Bears would be last. And they say nay-nay. 16% the Chicago Bears have it winning the division. The Packers 12. They put the Packers last. Last. How about that? There you go. Uh, Also, the power rankings, best chance to win the Super Bowl this year on the power index. Philadelphia number one with the best chance to win. Now, Ben, you have not been high on the moves this offseason done by your Eagles, have you? Other than the fact that their draft was really good. Oh, I've been high on them. It was tough. It's tough to cluster like that together. So they lost guys and you knew they would. So I've liked what they've done and, and the draft was a cherry on top. The draft made everything else palatable all the guys they ended up losing so i'm good with mm-hmm. it the schedule is just pretty ridiculous mm-hmm. so the uh the i i look at um the now again for those wanting to know where the packers rank in all of this packers rank 25th 25th best shot at winning a super bowl the teams that are behind them are the rams the raiders the titans the colts the buccaneers the texans and the cardinals cardinals are dead last boy for signing Kyler Murray to that big contract and, in essence, wrapping up your great up-and-coming young quarterback, which is what they stated at the time, you talk about a team that just has been mired and sucked them. Kyler Murray was a head case, never should have gotten that deal. They never should have paid him that. He's, he's going to be an albatross around that team for the next few years. Um, they obviously lost J.J. Watt. He's done. He's moved on. He's retired. DeAndre Hopkins, not the same guy. On and on and on. I mean, you go through that 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 whole roster, and you can kind of pick a lot of guys that just have either underperformed or are just subpar. Talk about a team that went from really thinking they were going to battle for the top spot out west to be just the toilet of the NFL. What a, if you're an, Ar- an Arizona Cardinals fan, Ben? What the hell are you thinking at this point? I mean, you 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 know they we knew that uh, the head coach was on the hot seat last year, so we knew that Cliff Kingsbury was on his way out. But what I can honestly say, there's not many times in my in my life I've been right. But when they paid Kyler Murray, I said that's the end of the Cardinals because he's not good. He he's only proven himself in seven games, eight games, and they paid him all that money. He's a half a season guy, and then he goes right into the tank. And he bitched, moaned, whined, and screamed about getting a contract. And they they acquiesced. They paid the guy, and that was the beginning end of that franchise. So if you're a Cardinals fan, how do you feel? Uh, Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. Honestly, yeah. I think that's because yeah. they have the Texans pick now. So they could end up having two top three picks, right? which could turn into those guys. So there's hope with that. I mean, I, I don't like Jonathan Gannon. So they might even be getting a new coach soon as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Packers 25th. Uh, you've got the Bears uh, just a couple of st- spots ahead of 23rd. 
Uh, and then it kind of goes up from there when it comes to the uh, overall power rankings um, or power index, if you will. Uh, the top five, Philadelphia, Kansas City, San Francisco, Buffalo, and Cincinnati, followed closely by Dallas. Uh, I heard a prediction today that they said, uh, God, who was it? Some it was one somebody I think it was on uh, Get Up that said Dallas is not even going to make the postseason, which I found stunning to believe because uh, I don't think Dallas is going to win the division. But the NFC is, as we all know, is pretty wide open. Maybe as weak as it's been in a long, long time. And to think that. Dallas would not make the post. That, I mean, if the if Dallas doesn't make the postseason, Mike McCarthy's automatically fired. They're cleaning house, without a doubt, to say that they're not going to make the postseason. But man, that would be that'd be crazy if they didn't make the postseason in a very um in a very wide open NFC. Uh, by the way, uh, the Bucks are narrowing the group of candidates in their uh, head coaching search. Nick Nurse. Golden State's assistant Kenny Atkinson and Toronto assistant Adrian Griffin are these coaches are going to be part of the final conversations with Milwaukee leadership this week uh, before they finally come to some type of a decision. Uh, Nurse is still also being considered in Phoenix and in Philadelphia as well. I know there were some people over the weekend that were talking about here comes Doc Rivers. Uh, I I don't understand for the life of me why yes. I don't want him I don't want him anywhere near the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm sorry, hometown guy, Marquette. Who cares? You don't take him because of that. You look at his track record. You look at his game sevens. You look at what he's done, and the fact that teams just seem to mentally implode underneath him. They won in Boston almost in spite of. It's the same thing they're saying about Budenholzer. You know, and Budenholzer had a better grasp on the mentality of the team than it was the X's and O's. And, I, I, man, I just, why do you, why would anybody in this state want him? It's mind-boggling. But there are those out there that got to go with the hometown guy, got to go with the Marquette guy, yay. Well, you know, you're going to get what you deserve if you go in that direction, but... Uh, so anyway, uh, the Bucks, Nick Nurse, Golden State assistant Kenny Atkinson, and Toronto assistant Adrian Griffin, Griffin, still in the mix when it comes to uh, when it comes to Milwaukee. There you go. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. The Packers ranked twenty fifth in the Power Index. Twenty fifth in the Power Index. Too high? Too low? You tell me, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Hey, drove past, road past yesterday, Sunset Grill on Pewaukee Lake. Oh, my God, the boats were going by, the patio was open, the umbrellas were open, parking lot was packed. Thanks for stopping by and checking out our friends at the Sunset Grill, Pewaukee. Don't forget uh, Granny Bingo tomorrow night, every Tuesday night, Prospect Avenue in Pewaukee, right on the lake. That's the Sunset Grill, Pewaukee. And uh, stop in, tell them we said hi, but Granny Bingo coming up tomorrow night at Sunset Grill. Are the Packers in the Power Index right to 25? Is that too high or too low? You tell me. Coming up next on the Bill Michaels. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
Good to have you. The Bill Michaels Show. We continue on. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, uh, feel free. Go ahead and give us a shout. We would love to hear from you again. 877-867-1670. Um, do you feel the power, the power index came out and that uh, um, for the uh, for for the NFL and the Packers rated 25th in the National Football League. That's below Chicago, below Detroit, and below Minnesota. Too low or too high? Too low or too high? Brett says too low for this uh, for this group. Uh, and this one's from uh, Chuck. Chuck says, hey, guys, why would the Green Bay Packers be rated so low? Strictly because of Jordan Love and the inexperience at the quarterback position? Question mark. He says, I think that this team has a lot of veteran leadership capability. And if some of the guys just come of age, then I think they're going to be okay. It's all going to be up to, it's all going to, be up to Joe Barry in this defense. Um, <clears throat> yeah, probably. I mean, I, I think you have to look at it realistically and say you've got an inexperienced group of wide receivers. Um, you've got an inexperienced group of tight ends, certainly. And your quarterback is inexperienced. You know, three vital positions to moving the football. You do have an experienced running back tandem. You do have a really veteran offensive line, good offensive line, really good offensive line. Uh, you're experienced of, where, where you're deep, actually, when you start to look at some of the positions you're strongest at, you look at the edge rusher, you know. Um, obviously, with if Rashawn Gary comes back and he's healthy, the edge group probably is one of the best they've had in a while. You know, you got hit, you got Gary, you got Preston Smith, Lucas Van S. You know, Kingsley Angabari showed some promise last year. You know, Justin Hollins, who, uh, you know, he was a pretty good dude. Uh, so you got, uh, um, who's the other guy that everybody likes? Brenton Cox, Brenton Cox Jr. Uh, he could also be uh, kind of like up there in the mix before it's all said and done. So it seems to be, uh, in, uh, you know, uh, a pretty strong group, and the caveat is Rashawn Gary coming back. The offensive line I mentioned, running back I mentioned, the cornerback position, as with when you look at the edge rushers, now go back to the defense, uh, when you got, uh, you know, Rasul Douglas, Jair Alexander, Keyshawn Nixon, those are guys Those are guys who are pretty good. You, uh, you get Stokes because you're kind of thinking to yourself, Stokes is not going to be ready to go beginning of the season, so he's going to come back midway through. So coming off the bench, Shamar Jean Charles, you know, how good, how much of a, a jump could he possibly make? You know, you want to be better at middle linebacker. Quay Walker's got to take the jump. Uh, and then you get to the, the, the other side of the coin, you know, the, the inexperience, the wide receiver, the tight end. And you need help. I mean, the, the, the defensive front, you have Kenny Clark and then young guys. And even though Devontae Wyatt showed promise at the end of that season last year and looked good doing it, you still have a lot of guys that are inexperienced there. So, and getting rid of Dean Lowry and kind of cutting cutting bait there and hopefully getting better, kind of like trimming the tree. You know, you get a little bit stronger tree when you trim, trim some of the inadequate or dead branches. And so hopefully they get better there. But um, with this team the way it is, would you say that being ranked 25th right now in the National Football League is too low or right on the money even? 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. I want to get in, into your opinions on this when we come back. Two hours down, two hours yet to go. Stay tuned. A whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up right after this.